Hello and welcome to New Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. It's an honor and a joy to bring you another episode of this podcast that explores the culture, the history, the lifestyle, and the general insanity of living in the Garden State. And I want to thank everybody who had kind words about last week's interview with Daniel Joseph. Daniel is a great guy, a thoughtful guy, and uh, a Newark Lifetime resident who uh, also works in housing advocacy and had a lot of smart thoughtful stuff to say and it means a lot that people have kind words as i'm going on this journey to try to learn a little bit more about this state and its cities and myself along the way i'm glad people are responding now this week's episode it's going to be very indoor focused i'll explain that more in a moment but since we're going to be talking a lot about the indoors i figured why not throw to a voicemail from someone who i've really grown to uh enjoy greatly kelly as you may know if you listen to our shows here across the network likes to send us voicemails when she is in different New Jersey state parks, and she is in one of my favorite parks right now as she calls us. Let's go ahead and hear, what, hear where Kelly is now. Hey, guys. This is Kelly from Hopewell. Happy New Year. Here's hoping 2022 will look a little better than last year. Figured I would give you a call since I'm at another great state park today. I'm at Liberty State Park in Jersey City. For those that haven't been here. It is a huge park. There's a lot of different fields and playgrounds. There's miles and miles of trails to walk. Obviously, the beautiful waterfront, and you can see the whole Manhattan skyline and the very moving, empty sky. 9-11 Memorial is also here. Normally, they have a ferry that runs to Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. Apparently, that is no longer running for the winter. So that reopens in March, if anyone's interested in doing that. And there's also going to be a big remediation effort by the state to clean up and cap over 200 acres in the interior of the park. So there will be even more fields and amenities shortly. Um, So that's another great improvement to look forward to. So just wanted to throw that name out there for those that haven't been here. All right. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Kelly. Don't forget, everybody, as you read about in Weird New Jersey, there's also an artist who builds little tiny castles and hides them in Liberty State Park. I have no idea if they're still there, but it's fun to go look for them. Okay, this week, uh, as mentioned, this was a listener uh, idea. We were doing a live stream last week, uh, last month on the Patreon over there at uh, patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world and it was very interactive we are all talking and somebody said I want to hear you guys do a fantasy draft for food courts I said now that is a fantastic idea so that's what you're about to hear everybody you're about to hear myself Mike D and Bonadu to draft our choices for the ultimate New Jersey mall food court so you're going to hear if you're over there at the Patreon we're going to ask you to vote and whoever gets the least votes there will be major consequences see what I mean in a moment. For someone from West Orange, these are dire consequences. This episode is a really funny one, a really light one. I think you're going to love it. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wotown, a division of New Jersey's The World. This is, of course, a show where three friends who grew up together in West Orange, New Jersey, get together and have an excuse to feel young again for one hour at a time. Mike D., how are you doing tonight? Coming in hot, like hot Sam and Auntie Anne. <laughs> 
Nikki Bonaduce, I feel a gauntlet being thrown. Are you ready for this very competitive episode tonight? Absolutely, 100%. I'm completely unprepared as usual because as I was getting these text messages all day about what we were going to talk about, I was like, when am I going to have time to look at all these food court things? So I just had to delve into my deep, dark memories of uh, my youth for this one. So let me explain. Nick has mentioned these food court things. You can hear that Mike- Oh, my bad. No, it's okay. You hear Mike D has a game face on. Uh, we, we've been doing a thing over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world where we just did the first one where once a month, I, I'm basically doing like a live stream uh, for our turnpike tier patrons where sort of like a, a grab bag of Jersey things that maybe don't warrant a full episode or haven't come up yet or are kind of timely. And we don't have, to, we don't have the, uh, the calendar space to get to them in time to get them their full episode. I'm just basically saying like, here's a monthly roundup, bunch of random topics. Like last month we talked about Springsteen selling his whole catalog for 500 million. We talked about the political redistricting. We talked about the New Jersey, uh, NJ.com, the star ledger's great article on John list, all this stuff. It was really fun. It was really laid back and it's chat based. And one of the people in the chat, one of our kind listeners said, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to do a fantasy style draft, like a fantasy baseball, fantasy football style draft where you assemble your dream New Jersey mall food court. And I want to thank the person who put that out there. Uh, I have the name written down on my desk at home. I'm currently recording in my parents' garage in Florida. I'll make sure to thank you in the uh, <laughs> intro and the, the episode comments. But as soon as it was said, I said, now that is a fantastic idea. Um, a fantasy style draft where we all try to build the ideal food court. I'm, mm. I'm someone who likes being lazy. And if someone has me an idea that good, I say, thank you so much. We will take that <laughs> ball. We will run with it. So tonight we're going to have our first ever fantasy draft. We're going to build the ideal uh, mall food court. And there's something I haven't told you, Mike D and Bonaduce, which is that I was trying to think, how do we make this more than just like fun? How do we give it some stakes? So I want to put a little wager on the line if you guys are down. Okay. All right. I guess we don't have a choice. <laughs> how about this? How about we do five rounds? So each of us walk away with five restaurants that compose our New Jersey food court. We put up a poll uh, the day this comes out for our patrons to vote on who they think has the best food court. The, and that's up to them, whether that means the most well-rounded, the most innovative, the most hangout in a bowl, whatever, whatever form these take. Whoever gets the least amount of votes has to go on stage February 2nd, Asbury Park, House of Independence, for our month, chug boost. Our monthly live show. No. Has to go on stage and read a proclamation written by the other two where they swear that Livingston is the greatest town in New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> That's tough. Oh, that's terrible. I'll put money on the line instead. All right, I'm game. I'm willing. I'm willing to do this. Can I take the get getting beaten with car antennas as an acceptable punishment? I think it has to be this Livingston thing. I think for anybody who's not a patron who might be hearing this, that's humiliating. We had a deep dive episode on Livingston over on the Patreon, and uh, Livingston is the rival town of West Orange, and a lot of feelings came out. So whoever loses, the other two will team up. And they will write it together, a public proclamation touting Livingston's greatness. And the other person will have to go on stage in front of paying audience, swear by it. And you can't bail on it. You got you to gotta gut it out. So it gives it a little, little stakes, makes it so we really want to get this thing want to get this thing right. And you've been taking this very seriously, Chris, and now I know why. 
Well, yeah, it is true. Mike, Mike started saying like, okay, in our planning document, I'll assemble a list of all the different food court restaurants that are out there. I said, I'm keeping my list secret. You guys don't get to know my list. I'm not trying to give away info. I don't even know how fantasy drafts work anyway. I've never done one in my life. I'm not like that kind of weirdo or not. I know a lot of people do it. I I've done it so many times. <laughs> I know. I get it. Like I get it. It's just not my, like, you know me. It's like, so it's not my thing. here's how it's going to work. Uh, I got the random number generator up. We'll pick Random numbers. We'll see who goes first, second, and third using that. Uh, once a restaurant is picked, it's off the board. So it'll go one, two, three, three, two, one. Really? So if you get if you have the third okay. pick, that means you have the first pick of the next round. This is snake style draft, I believe. Okay. So if somebody else picks a place, you can't pick that place. That's their place. And uh, the only rule that we had kind of discussed was these have to be places that you have seen in a mall food court. So you can't try to assemble some super team where you're like, I'm going to put Jimmy Buffs and the Star Tavern and Santillo's and the Cosmos Italian Ice. Like those are not food court places. That's truly fantasy. Like you're living in a fantasy world. This is places that you've seen in food courts, places that live in bounds. As far as this is food court style food, you're trying to, you're trying to build the ultimate New Jersey food court based on actual food court places. So it's not, grab Rutt's Hut and Porta and put them all in a mall. It's, you're building a food court. My clarification to this rule was that for a restaurant to be eligible for the draft, it must have at least one location in a mall and they must be classic malls. Strip malls do not count. So for example, a 7-Eleven in a strip mall does not count. So something in the Willowbrook mall counts, but not the dreaded Westbelt mall. This is my, my, I think, my clarification. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. If there's one thing that, if there's one rule that applies in my life, it's things that are in the West Pelt Mall don't count. I agree. <laughs> that was a real sad and strange place. My cousin's from Hawaii. My heart still breaks. My heart still breaks thinking about bringing them there. They're still, they're still out there on the side of the road, sadly. Like, I can't believe this is a New Jersey mall. And then what about, how do we handle time? Can we go back in time to pull classic? Five is tough. I'm looking at my list now. Five is tough. I don't think that's enough places to pick. Well, hold on. Let's say let's let's deal with one question at a time. Mike Diaz first said, do, "So you're asking Mike D, do these have to be active existing franchises, or can you pull classics from the past?" I think classics from the past. I'm fine with that. If everybody else is, I'm fine with classics from the past. Definitely. So classics from the past, places that have maybe are maybe gone but not forgotten. They're welcome. Um, I just feel like episode lengthwise, um, five, that means 15 different choices and discussions. That's going to be a lot of episode. I agree that five, this is kind of like your starter. It's going to be like a part one. Like this is Bush League. I feel like, food, I feel like five gives you, court. I feel like five gives you your base. You know, like when you're drafting a fantasy basketball team. This is farm team picking. Well, it's like, you know what it is? It's like when you're drafting a fantasy basketball team, it's like, okay, round one, I got a center. Do I want to, do I want to get a point guard now? Or do I want to, you know, a center? Okay. You're probably not winning free throws. If your number one draft picks a center, do you just punt that now you can, now you can go and get Rajon Rondo, even though he's bad at free throws because you've kind of sacrificed. So you start kind of building your core. So I think the first five is like your starting five on a team, knowing that any mall food court would probably have seven, eight, nine, ten choices. These first five represent the the kind of five fundamental building blocks that give people an indicator of the type of food court 
we imagine this to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And that way the episode won't be nine hours of us fighting <laughs> about what qualifies and what doesn't. Okay. So why don't we say, uh, Mike, do you want to be number one, two, or three? I'll take three. Okay, Nick, do you want one or two? One. Okay, Nick's one. But I'm two, Mike's three. I'm going to use the random number generator to see who gets the first pick. Sound good? Did we get to see the random number generator? If you if if you really don't trust me that much. I trust you. But when it comes to shtick, I don't trust you. You might try to set us up just for a good... It's actually making me share the screen on the random jump number generator. So <laughs> Nick's one, I'm two, Mike's three. The first choice in our first ever fantasy mall food court draft will go to... Number three. I'm on it. Ah, Mike D. That is Mike D gets the first pick. So I'm going to bump it down to number one or two. Second choice is going to go to either Nick if it lands on one, me if it lands on two. Oh, okay. I got the third choice. So let's remember this is a snake style draft. So I will have the third choice and the fourth choice and it bounces back and forth that way. Um, so it's Mike, Nick, then me. See, and this immediately affects my strategy because I have a list. I'm going to tell you guys, I have 11 restaurants that I'm hoping to get listed in my preferential order. So if I had my top five, I'd feel great. I have like 10, but every time I go through my list, I'm like, well, that's good too. Like I'm, I'm thinking of what I want the ideal food court to be. Yeah. And that, and that combo of five. Are, are you going to have five dessert places and be a psychopath and see if people respond to that. Fucking hard, man. It's up to you. Or do you want something really well-rounded, but it might mean you have less flashy choices. There's a lot of strategies here. I want to eat around the world, man. That's why I go to the food court. My strategy is to follow the, is to follow the Bill James mall food court abstract. So I've got this <laughs> giant book in front of me. Saber, you're a Saber metrics guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about the, the analytics here. <laughs> okay, so just remember, if someone picks one, that one is off your list. You can no longer pick it. This means Mike D, you're on the clock. The first ever official pick in our fantasy food court episode. This is an easy one for me. I'm going to get into my time machine. I'm going to travel back to 1986 and I'm going to pick 1986 freestanding incarnation of orange julius god damn it hands down oh best man that was my number one as well that's got orange julius has got to go number one in the in the mall food court draft oh good there's still there's i think one in the rockway mall still there's also one in the willowbrook mall but i but the only caveat is it's like a sub part of dairy queen oh yeah they always do that it's like the baskin robbins and something else yeah so you can still get an orange julius at dairy queen and it still tastes great but it's not the same as the freestanding orange julius and they only i need orange i need orange for mica around me yeah me too and i need the fake plastic oranges stacked up above the machine the whole thing <laughs> now orange julius was also my number one pick this is like a, a nick was orange julius on your list has mike bumped one off your list oh definitely i I immediately I like I have um, very attached memories to that to a specific mall like the Rockway Mall. That's why I said that. There. Okay. So Nick, this means you are now on the clock. Okay. Pick number two in our first ever fantasy food court mall draft. Oh, did I get picked on the the machine? Yeah, you're the McKenna? You're second. Okay, this was a tough one, uh, but I feel every mall food court should have one. Is um, oh, I just. Change my mind, but I'm gonna go. I'm going strong with this. Mrs. Fields cookies. You gotta have a cookie place. God, a hot fucking cookie place. Damn, pumping fucking cookie smell out and making you fucking 
crave hot, warm cookies. You two have taken two of my top five. Mrs. Fields and Orange Julius is like right there. Like, I just want to eat both of those right now and have heartburn for the rest of the night. Can we just say, thank God those two are separated because if somebody manages to snag both Orange Julius and Mrs. Field, they just win this game, hands down. We don't even need to draft the rest of them. Imagine the joy of having both an Orange Julius and a Mrs. Fields cookie at the same time. Take a bite of the cookie, oh. wash it down with a little Orange Julius. That's what I'm saying. I think it, I think it would probably get terrible. I would get terrible heartburn. You just sit there, you go... Am I washing down this Mrs. Fields cookie with an Orange Julius? Or am I washing down this Orange Julius with a Mrs. Fields cookie? I don't know. All I know is my dick is hard right now. <laughs> I would take all the, the Mrs. Field cookies, grab them in my hand hot, and I would make a ball out of them. And then I would take a big bite out of that, and then I would drink my Orange Julius and be like, ah! Mike D., I'm assuming that Mrs. <laughs> Fields was on your list? It was on my list. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was also very high on my list. So I feel... I feel it was stolen here. Stolen. I had two. I'm reeling. Now, I, I will tell you, I'm bad in fantasy drafts in this situation where I get picks that I was hoping for taken first. So I have the next two picks. Then it's Nick, then Mike. Um, God damn, this is tough. Because I'm kind of rethinking my whole thing. Because right now, my two remaining top picks, they're not flashy, but they're hardcore fundamentals. Or I could bump down to number four and I could get something flashy to try to keep up because you guys have got... I'm going to do that. See, I'm going to start playing a little defensively because you guys have Orange Julius and Mrs. Fields. So these are two sweet tooth things. I can't let you corner the market on that. So instead of being uh, number six, as it was on my list, now I have to adjust. I just need to make sure nobody else gets Cinnabon. So I'm taking some oh, off. Oh, yeah, that's a good same thing, but we're still in the the sweet tooth area. Exactly. I can't because I can't let one of you get Cinnabon, and then all of a sudden you turn into fucking Willy Wonka and start. Now all of a sudden you can pick every sweet tooth thing and make yourself the ultimate sweet tooth mall, which is gonna get some votes out there. And Cinnabon was the mall food court disruptor. I feel like Cinnabon ushered That's in the first, a new like, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. ushered in a new era of mall food court quality, you know. It evolved from the cookie to like this exotic wonderful even more terribly smelling wonderfully smelling dessert. I'm going to go I would go so far as to say that when Cinnabon hit the mall food court, it was the equivalent of when the of when Dr. Dre put out the chronic it was that impactful. Changed the, the landscape. It was like crack in the 80s, man. It was like crack in the 80s. Everybody wanted Cinnabon all the time. <laughs> Mall food courts and airports, <laughs> a well-known thing. And it was just all of a sudden, it's, the sound was different. A whole different coast was being represented here, uh, metaphorically, of course. It's got to be one of the worst fucking fast food places to work in. Oh, uh, like with all that fucking slime that you got to put on the fucking things all the time. It's just like hot. You're covered in fucking butter. And that's stuff. You're probably eating that shit all day long. <laughs> when that goo comes out, how many people do you think just have crazy shaped burns because that hot goo comes out wrong, burns their skin off? I don't even think it's that. I think they just have crazy shaped bodies because they've been working there and eating the center of every Cinnabon like... That's what I would be doing. Like, oh, I'm just going to eat the center one. I want the center part. On top of that, too. Everybody, Got the diabetes. Everybody you're dealing with is like 
a fiend. The person who's fourth. Back- I wonder how many people drool at the counter. Have you ever like drooled in public? <laughs> Whoever's, like, you know, it's just a physiological <laughs> response. That's what happens when I go near those places because I'm convinced that there's some kind of there's something that they put in the smell that they pump out that triggers a part of my brain that I can't explain. You know that whoever's fourth on line in a Cinnabon, by the, by the time they get to the front of the line, they're not acting like they're rational self. You know that. You know this person is ready to fucking get down on their knees and suck dick for Cinnabon. This is a person who's lost their mind. When you've been staring at that Cinnabon, let alone if there's an item you want and you realize, oh man, somebody might take the last one before I can get to it. Yeah, because you're sitting there and you're looking at all the people in front of you. And then they had the thing there, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to have to fucking wait for a whole new tray to come out. Like, when's that coming out? Oh, I'm going to be stuck here forever. Cinnabon has to hire people to walk up and down the line with little plastic sample <laughs> cups filled with saltpeter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, sir, can you please down one of these cups? Thank you. Okay, we're moving on to round two. I have the first pick okay. now because it's uh, I had the last pick of round one. I had my sweet to make sure I boxed out some sweetness since you guys were recording a market on that. I'll now fill it out with some savory. I'm going to go with a pick that, again, a little bit new school, but something that I think a, a high consistent quality. I'm going to go ahead and grab Auntie Anne's pretzels off the board. Not sure how people feel about that. Well, I think you chose the... I don't want to tip my hand, but I think you chose the inferior mall pretzel kiosk. <laughs> I'll okay, just leave well, Mike, it. I'll just, I'll Nick, just leave it. Nick that. picks in between us. Nick picks in between I know. us. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do I have to buck down your, oh. your Annie Ann's? I couldn't, you know, I couldn't let that slide. You know who the you know who the old G was? The OG. Is this your official pick? This is gonna be my official pick. Oh. What's your pick? Taking it. Hot Sam's, man. Hot Sam's. Damn. You're picking Hot Sam's. Wow. Long live the Livingston Mall. All I could think of Wow. all day long when somebody said the pretzels, and that was the first thing that popped into my head. I remember my brother used to relentlessly prank call Hot Sam's at the Livingston Mall. <laughs> yes. And that makes me laugh in a way that was very on brand for my brother. I'm going to say on my end, I feel like I've dropped the ball. I feel like Orange Julius, Mrs. Fields, and Cinnabon were all met with effusive praise and congratulations amongst all of us. I felt the wheels spin when I picked Auntie Anne's and I feel enthusiasm coming back to life for Hot Sam. Um, I don't know if I've dropped the ball or if there's other people out there who would agree with me. I just think Auntie Anne's a very good product. But I... I think more people are going to know it. But I certainly think Hot Sam's quality product and nostalgia choice it does beg the question does is mike d now gonna feel obligated to have a pretzel on his docket is he gonna have to be the guy with wetzel's pretzels hanging in there which i would would say god bless anybody who winds up with wetzel's pretzels mike d you might need a pretzel though because you might be the only pretzel free option here so i have them on my slush list i have wetzel's pretzels (laughs) but honestly i i you know i'm of the philosophy that when you're building a food court you go top tier only and if you miss out on a category that's fine because i'd rather have the top of another category than a third right third rate kiosk in my in my mall food court i'm just saying and mike you do get the next two picks let's remember you get you get pick number six and seven because you'll lead off um, round three. We're really flying here. So we'll see how we feel at the end of five. And if we want to put in an emergency six, because Nikki Bonaduce. 15, 15 rounds. Maybe we'll just see how long we keep going. Speed rounds. So right now where things stand, Mike D, Nick's got Mrs. Fields and Hot Sam's. 
I've got Cinnabon and Auntie Anne's, which kind of feels weird, right? Right there, you look at that, you go, it kind of feels like Nyx is the old school's a little more 1980s into 90s. Yeah. Mine's a little bit more mid 90s up into the 2000s, but kind of similar versions, very same thing. Mike, I'm sure this is going to give you, do you feel like you need to lay claim to some of the real estate we're doing, or are you going to go in a totally different direction on this, knowing that Nick and I are now kind of butting heads? And you are, I would say, Nick, I, I, I don't know if you'd agree with this. If you ask me who's the master strategist out of the three of us, I think Mike T takes the cake every time. Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. He probably, he has like 15 scenarios that this could come out. He ran it through one of his AI algorithm machines and it told him Jimmy left shoe, right eye, Livingston mall, toilet bowl. I feel like when Mike, when Mike's looking at his choices, like me and you look at a list of names of franchises, Nick, and he sees it as like a three dimensional, uh, high speed river of green algorithms and equations, like the matrix. Like he has like a matrix. Exactly. In front of him. He's got like his, his gloves from his, it's like that chess they play on the millennium Falcon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a bunch of monsters uh, going around. <laughs> oh, there was a time when I knew the name of that off the top of my head. <laughs> Fran Dolan's going to be so disappointed in me that I forget the name of that chess. I can't believe you forgot that. That's the name of that fucking chess. I'm sure there was a whole chapter about it in Timothy Zahn books that we all read a long time ago. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now I got to look up Star Wars chess. What's it called? Uh, Dejaric, of course. Of course. An unpronounceable nonsense word. (laughs) Mighty, you're going to close out round two. What is the official pick? All right. How will round two end? I'm coming with a dark horse pick. Whoa. A&W, baby. Whoa. Whoa, that's real fucking. I didn't even think of that. Root beer on tap. Oh, my God. Burgers, fries. I think A&W is the ultimate addition to any mall food court. Where is there one? Kegs of root beer. How can you argue with that? It's probably It's probably just regular carbonics. I don't think they actually have kegs anymore. They used to have little kegs. I think of them as roadside stands, and I think of them... As, I see them a lot in Canada, though, is where I see A&W still. But I don't remember them in malls myself, but I have the utmost trust in you and your integrity. A couple of the malls around here, again, going back into my 80s time machine to the glory days of malls, had A&Ws in them. Um, both freestanding and little kiosk food court ones. So to me, I think A&W, that's a top flight restaurant. Even if it was just root beer, I think it blows a lot of of other restaurants out of the water. The hell of a choice. It's a hell of a choice. I associate that with like almost like um, the like nice dairy queens that would have like the food specials. Yes. But you could get like a really, there were some places you get like a great hot dog at a dairy queen. So Mike D, end of round two, we've already gone over what Nick and I have. You have Orange Julius and A&W. I'm going to offer one slight criticism, though I am very impressed by your choice. You have a lot of things that make me think of drinks and the color orange, because A&W is famously an orange color scheme. So you have Orange Julius and A&W. A lot of liquids, a lot of the color orange here. I don't know if this is intentional or coincidental, but I do have to just put it out there. Maybe I'm thinking about how I'm going to market my food court against yours in the future. And it's a lot easier to market something that's a single color. I'm just saying. Keep it orange, keep it wet. The Mike D way. (laughs) Oh, God. So, Mike D, this means you, uh, you have the first pick of round three. Orange Julius, A&W Root Beer. I mean, that is a hell... That's going to play huge out... I, I feel like you get out west on Route 80... That's going to play huge out there already. Um, and I can, 
I can see where you're going. I see some of the angles we're all taking on this. This means, Mike D, you get the next pick to kick off round three. So, right, part of running a successful mall food court is you need to compete with other restaurants outside. You need to compete with the shopping experience of the mall itself. And then you need to compete with other stands within within the mall, within the food court. So one thing that will help you compete with this is a little bit of space age, better living through chemistry science, dip in dots. Fuck. You got to have a dip in uh, dots. Dip in dots. Fuck. That's true. When you said space age. I got to say, I didn't have them till this summer and I liked them. God Damn it, that's a mighty shit. A&W root beer, like classic Americana, and then you follow it up with Dippin' Dots? Fucking frozen ice cream. Like, you know, all you, got, all you did is freezers for that fucking place, too. And, you know, what we encourage at my food court, because we really believe in giving the customer the best experiences, you go over to A&W, get yourself a nice frosty ice cold mug at A&W, then get yourself a nice packet of Dippin' Dots, Dump those dipping dots into your A and W root beer and make yourself afloat. I feel like if you were making a mixtape right now, it's like A and W. You put down like a Creedence Clearwater track, and then dipping dots. You put something off of like Hello Nasty by the Beastie Boys back to back. But it's working. But it's working. <laughs> One is flowing into the other. Holy shit! A and W followed by dipping dots. I knew this episode was going to be fucked up, but I didn't know it was going to be controversial. Dipping dots is something, man. I really do think you got to have one. Nikki Bonaduce. All right. I'm getting away from my, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, because I want my food court to be a little bit more diversified. I have like walk around food. I have, you know, maybe leaving the mall food, like kind of snack stuff, but I'm going for every mall has one. You've all gone there in desperation because you're like, oh, okay. I can always at least get this thing and that's pizza. So it's going to be, uh, Sparrows. You went Sparrows. I did. And I fucking hate the place. Not that I hate it. I appreciate it for what it is and what it offers. And I've been in so many terrible like food predicaments because of like my job that like either if I'm in an airport or if I'm in a you know a road fucking rest area, there's gonna be one of these fucking in there and like how bad is just a regular plain slice of pizza? Or now you even have like pasta options and fucking stuff like that. Like Sparrows was on my list. They were last on my list. I was sitting there going, they're in every food court. I might need to take it, but I'm going to be mad at myself if I do. There might be people who vote against you just because of the presence of Sabaros, but I believe that. I believe, I get, and I get it. Those people, I think, are self-hating because they have to admit it's it's ubiqu- it's a ubiquitous part of food court culture. You want it to be really good. But it never is. And we should also briefly sidebar to call out the Sparrow in Penn Station. Oh. Which is the most awful place in the most awful place in America. The one in it or the one right across the street? Because they're both. Is it next to the bathroom? (laughs) I'm I'm talking about the one that's in it. It's basically almost right. I mean, it's like 25 feet from the bathroom. So you you can see the bathroom as you order your slice. Do you remember right across the street, there used to be a combo Sparrows and Roy Rogers. Oh, that? I don't remember that. that. Yeah, I, that was one of the last places I ever ate Roy Rogers. Like two worlds that should never come close to each other. Now, uh, to end round three, and then we'll go over where everybody stands at the end of round three. I'm going to say that I actually had a pretty similar philosophy to Nick. Is this a place that 
Is flashy? No. Is it Dippin' Dots? No. But we're not all fucking psychos who live life on a tightrope like Mike T. Okay? <laughs> it's a place that it's in almost every food court. You know what you're getting. I would argue that in many ways it is. I would argue that it's akin spiritually to Sabaros. I would argue that I generally walk away a little less disgusted with myself uh, when I rock out with a little something I call Panda Express. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Explain that reaction to me, Mike T. I have never understood the attraction to Panda Express um, because you could just get any greasy Chinese food place and it's better than Panda Express. And I imagine they would probably deliver to the mall food court if you called up and said, <laughs> hey, I'm at the Willowbrook Mall food court. Can you deliver me uh, an order of General So's tofu and some vegetable fried rice? Done. I'm sitting directly in front of the Panda Express. Just come drop Just come down. right. <laughs> I'm actually also using their utensils, soy sauce, and napkins as well. I, listen, you're not wrong, but I'm saying we've all been in an experience where you're like... I've, I've eaten there, yeah. Well, where you're like, I got six fucking minutes. I, like, I ran in. I bought what I needed to buy. I had to use the bathroom. There was a line. Now I'm fucking tight on time. There's no line and they're just going to scoop the brown rice. They're going to scoop the stuff. I can see it all sitting there, and I'm going to be done with my meal six minutes after I order it, and it's going to be perfectly fine. I'm going to feel terrible. Yeah, and then tomorrow I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to fart. I'm going to fart forever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, at the end of round three, we've got Mike D with Orange Julius, A and W, and Dippin' Dots. We've got Nikki Bonaduce with Mrs. Fields, oh, Hot Sam's Pretzels at Sabaros. We've got myself, Chris Gethard, with Cinnamon, Auntie Anne's, Panda Express. I will now be kicking off round four. I got two big choices on my fucking plate. Oh, fuck, man. This is big. This is huge. This is huge. I'm going to check the time on this. We're only 33 minutes in. Do we want to commit to five rounds or do we think we have time to add a sixth based on the timing of the episode? I leave it up to you guys because that affects strategy. We'll just keep going and we'll see what happens. Oh, no. Okay. I think we can do six on, and I think we can also do a wild card in which you are allowed to bring in one <laughs> restaurant that must be a franchise but is not necessarily a mall restaurant as like a topper. Okay. So we're going to do okay. just making up draft rules as I go along. Wait, halfway through. So we're doing six rounds, six traditional rounds, and then your non-mall wild card. I like that. Okay. I'm going to start round four off. I'm going to call an audible. I had something else I wanted to go with, but I think it might still be around for round five. In the meantime, I'm going to say that I'm going to pick the thing. I probably should have flip-flopped the order. This probably should have. Panda Express, I probably should be picking. That's much more of a round four choice. Luckily, I picked first around four. Something that I will say back when I was a meat eater, <laughs> there were times where I went to the Willowbrook Mall on my way home from work specifically oh, oh, I think to I, get uh, Popeye's chicken. Oh, good move. I think, Mike D, I think you were thinking something else. I was, but Popeye's is a good, Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen is a damn good choice for a food court. I don't feel bad about my Popeye's choice at all. Uh, there's two others now that I'm deciding between. Uh, for my, I'm going to buck you down. Five, Am I up next? You are, Nick. You're round four choices up next. Nobody's mad all about right. Popeye's. I feel like Popeye's and Panda... Nobody's 
Nobody's mad about Popeyes, but you might be mad about this next. Listen, choice. Cinnabon for my sweet, Auntie Anne's for my snack, Panda Express and Popeyes for my meal. I'm feeling really, really good about this personally. Really good about this. Nick, that being said, what direction are you going around? I'm sticking in the, um, getting into my proteins now. Uh, it's going to be Chick-fil-A for the fucking chicken win, motherfucker. Now, what about the fact that they are a uh, company? And I love Popeyes. I love Popeyes. Now, you and I, again, have shockingly similar food courts in many ways. Um, <laughs> choices that really- I think They're very traditional. Like I think they're very traditional type of setups for- We, we both have a sweet, courts. a pretzel- yeah, a shitty version of a beloved ethnic food in a chicken place, and I, I will say, you do know also people are going to deduct points because Chick Fil A's politics are deplorable, actually deplorable. I know, and I call it like I call it Christian chicken. Like we call it Christian chicken. I was like, oh, we're gonna go, let's go get some Christian chicken, and I'm like, motherfucker, it's Sunday and these motherfuckers are closed. That pisses me off to no end. But it's like Bergen County, <laughs> and I like the Popeyes. Like chicken sandwich, but fucking Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich is fucking great. Some people don't like it. I get that. I get that. But it is fantastic. This company with some of the shit they've said and some of the way. So again, it is efficiently run though. Like I said, except for certain things, but it is really exceptionally like efficient for five million people eating there at once. Hey, this means Mike D, your psychopathic food court. You will be ending round four. <laughs> Once again, <clears throat> as every pick, let's head back into the DeLorean. Let's take the time machine back and come into my food court where you can experience the fresh sandwich glory of Blimpies. What? Ooh. You got to have a Blimpies. It's, it's New Jersey. You might just want to get yourself a nice sub. Now, and there's no better place in the mall to get it than Blimpy. I go to, I go to Subways for my sub. I feel like we've, we clearly are operating under a no take backs rule. I'm going to say, Mike D, I am shocked at this. <laughs> I feel like Blimpies is, is, is the worst sub. Yeah. Option. I'm just not, I'm not having a fucking sub when I go to the mall, especially a shitty mall. Subways, Jersey Mike's, and Quiznos are all still on the board, and you went with Blimpies. I'll take shitty Chinese over there. I would say Subway, as we've actually discussed, Subway is borderline inedible. Yes. Quiznos is hot, so that's not a sub. And I mean, you know, Jersey Mike's, it just doesn't have the nostalgia factor. I imagine if the three of us, Four of us, Carson, were walking around somewhere and we saw a blimpy. We would go and eat at it just because it's one of the last blimpy in existence. I think that makes a strong case for having a blimpy in your food court. Blimpy was better than Subway. Yes. 100%. I, yeah. Way better. I do feel, Mike, like you're trying to construct the food court that would be in a mall in a movie that you want to be a character in where you get to meet, like, Fast times at West Orange High. Yeah, like you're constructing the food court of your teenage fantasy where you'd get to like, <laughs> it would be like Phoebe Cates, but Phoebe Cates in a baggy sweater and glasses. Like that's who you wanted to meet. Did you see that chick at the deep Dippin' Dots stand? No, I would be Daria. Yes, Daria. That's a well-known fact. That's me. That's me. That, that my alter ego is Daria. No. That's all people need to know. If you've seen Daria, you've met me. So at the end of round four. We've got Mike D with Orange Julius, A&W, Dippin' Dots, and Blimpies. Nikki Bonaduce with Mrs. Fields, Hot Sam's, Sabaros, and Chick-fil-A. Chris with Cinnabon, Auntie Anne's, Panda Express, and Popeye's. This means we're going to kick off round five, which was supposed to be our final round, but we're adding okay. a sixth round because we clearly are going to have the time. Uh, as well, 
as a bonus non-food court wild card, which I love. So Mike D, you'll be kicking off round five. This is a tough one because um, there's a couple different directions that I can go. But uh, I think what I've got to do here is I want to make sure that we have, again, enough novelty and enough variety for people. And really, it's right in the name why you should have this. I'm going with TCBY because it's the country's best Ugh. yogurt. Your food court. You're going to have both Dippin' so, Dots, Orange Julius, and TCBY? Nobody's going to the mall for a full meal. For the lactose intolerance. <sighs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get that you know disposable cash snack business. Yeah, impulse, impulse, impulse snacks. What you want granola on your on your yogurt? We got that. You want M and M's? We got that. Chocolate chips? I love it. Crushed up Reese's peanut butter cups? All ready to go. Fucking hate frozen yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) I've come around on it in a big way, personally. That being said, I'm a custard. We could debate frozen yogurt. All night long, but what we can, but what we will do instead, Nick, is it's officially your. Yeah, my turn. Your round five choice, yes. Okay, um, so I'm thinking that <clears throat> in response to the the old and new, I have like a lot of traditional stuff. The Chick Fil A is kind of an outlier, but as far as um, I think, I always feel like there has to be something. Uh, a little bit more out of the box, not like Chinese, but I'm going to go with Greek. And there used to be a place called the Acropolis, I believe it was, at like the Wilbrook Mall. I can't remember. Yes, I ate there many times. Yeah, so if you want a good, a good Giro, get yourself a Giro. That's my choice for number five. I'm going, I'm going to my roots. Uh, now, Nick, I don't want to offend you because I know that you have strong opinions on food in general, let alone Greek food. But yeah. I ate at that Greek place and I remember yeah. feeling like it was decent. Better than I thought it would be. Yeah, you know, if if a if a place is a good Yudo joint, like a good gyro place, like it's just it can be run by anybody. If you put everything together right, and it's like it was a quality you know. Spanakopita. There is what I remember. Spanakopita. This means I'm going to close out round five, and I'm they got the Bakler Var. Happy to tell you. I mean, when I picked Popeyes, you could tell that I was really torn between that and another establishment. Also, from my days lingering at the Willowbrook Mall, oftentimes after work on the way home from Weird, New Jersey. Another place that I would stop. In fact, a place where I think the first time I ever tried this place was at the Willowbrook Mall Food Court. My round five pick will be Arby's. Oh, wow. Damn. Going Arby's. Good one. I like old Arby's, but I like new Arby's. Arby's was going to be my next pick, honestly. I kind of felt like Arby's was in your in your wheelhouse. I mean, the roast beef sand, the roast beef and cheese is great. Have you ever had the fucking jalapeno poppers from Arby's? No. No. They come with like a raspberry dipping sauce and they are great. They have cream or cheese on them and stuff? To, yeah. I, I don't know if this still oh. is still the case, but... Uh, they must. They have so much good shit. All their meat stuff is good. I just, you know, as I can't put that special sauce on, it goes through me like lightning. Dude, there were times where I stopped at the Willowbrook Mall and went in just to get Arby's jalapeno bites or whatever they call them. And then I'd leave the mall. <laughs> That'll go through your like lightning but Did you too. feel bad about yourself? When you're like, I just stopped at a mall to get a side dish from Arby's. You feel bad on the way home. That's one of the ones where you're like hiding the garbage. That was when I still lived with my folks back then. I was so young. Like, hiding the garbage from my parents so they're not just like, what's wrong with you and your life and all your choices? Okay. They opened the garbage can and looked in there and they said that anyway. It's true. It's true. 
<laughs> then they just saw who I was and how I behaved. Okay, I've got I've got some quality options left on my list. Ooh, yeah, me too. Too many. Finished round five. We've added a round six, and then we have to this round seven outlier. I haven't even thought about. Uh, let's finish round six and then see where we stand before that. I'm going to go over my choices and see what I've got. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I might be crazy. My sixth round, I'm going to say a food court classic. I'm going to say, especially in Jersey, their main item might not be the thing we're all signing up for, but I will say some of the best cheese fries in the goddamn game. And in a mall food court, sometimes that's all you need. I'm picking Nathan's to close it out. Fuck! Oh, man, you son of a bitch. Damn. You guys were both about to pick Nathan's? Oh, I was so Nathan's. Damn, I was man. So Nathan's. You literally had my two picks, Arby's and Nathan's. Nathan's and Arby's. Damn. I've got hot dogs in my fucking brain like crazy anyway. This is interesting, though, Mike, because I can feel right now that means you're trying to find like a little bit of a more traditional anchor for all the <sighs> insanity. Yeah, for your space your, ice cream. Your food court in the middle of in the <laughs> core of Venus. <laughs> Dipping dots at TCBY. My very specific reason that I... I wanted to pick Nathan's because of the cheese fries and also because, as you know, they don't give you a fork. They give you a small, tiny prong, red right? Thing. A little yeah. red prong, which I love. Yeah, like a trident. A wooden, yeah. It's, it's still wooden in Coney Island, but the, chain, oh, yeah, the chains, though, the have other the, ones were yeah, red. the plastic prong. I think they were like years the ago. The plastic pitchfork. They're, they're regular fries, even if you don't like cheese on yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, they're fries. They got those thick-cut fries. Their fries are really good. And, and look, a Nathan's hot dog... Is it? I, listen, yeah. we're in the land of Rutz Hot and Jimmy Buffs, Toby's Cup, Hot Dog Johnny's. Okay, like Nathan's Hot Dog is good, but in this state, but in, this, yeah. but in a mall, if it's if it's Nathan's Hot Dogs versus some other mall bullshit, it's a quality, it's a reliable option. Uh, that being said, Nikki Bonaduce, you'll be closing out round six uh, on your your sixth choice before we all figure out the parameters. I have some questions about this fantasy round before we get into it. So, okay, Nick, how are you going to close out your last traditional choice? I'm closing mine out with a. I think this is like kind of it's a throwback, but it's still relevant now, and I think it might even appeal to a more ritzier crowd that want like a higher price item but it's really just something regular Hagen does oh that's a quality choice right that's a good choice it bridges the gap of like a little bit of everything and it's ice cream and other shit it's like frozen glaza yeah i get a Hagen does six i snaked you on both arby's and nathan's i am backed into a corner and i'm torn between two choices um <laughs> both of which have their own retro appeal but i think all things being equal i would really like there to be a taco bell in my mall food court i was gonna guess taco bell i even think i might know what your second option was now that now that this round is over was the other option wendy's yes (laughs) i knew it was gonna be a taco because that was those are my next two the nathan's arby's taco bell wendy's run it was taco bell Wendy's Roy Rogers. Oh. Yeah, I got my Roy's. So don't give up on Burger King, guys. Come okay, on. so we've got we've each picked six, and we're now going to do this fantasy. Let's so let's go over our six. We've got Mike D, who picked first, the very weird food court, but <laughs> who knows how people are going to respond? Orange Julius, A and W Root Beer, Dippin' Dots, Blimpies, TCBY, and Taco Bell. Ugh, Blowout Central. 
Nick, who picked second with Mrs. Fields, Hot Sam's Pretzels, Sabaros, Chick-fil-A, The Acropolis, and Haggadahs. That's a good food court right there. Myself with Cinnabon, Auntie Anne's, Panda Express, Popeye's, Arby's, and Nathan's. <laughs> also good. I'm going to say, okay, let's everybody just give ourselves like a self-evaluation. Here's what I think. I don't know that I'm going to win. I feel solid about my ability to come in at least second place with this. Because, Mike, your food court's weird, and it's going to be divisive. Nick, you picked both Sabaros, uh, a place no one likes, and Chick-fil-A, a homophobic <laughs> chain. So you're going to lose votes on both of those. So I, I oh, come feel on. like second... I feel confident in my ability. Don't put, don't mix your politics. I just in my feel food, confident okay? in my ability to not have to tout the benefits and positives of Livingston on stage at Asbury Park. Personally, Mike D, self evaluation of your food court. <laughs> I think my food court appeals to the discerning retro crowd who are our avid listeners and supporters, and I think they will appreciate being able to walk into a food court where time has stopped in 1986. But it still feels like the space age. It's retro futurism. <laughs> Nikki Bonaduce, self-evaluation of your food court. My self-evaluation. I, I like my food court. I would eat there. Um, I think it's like kind of not a little bit of the past, but also very relevant to what people want now. And um, it's funny this came up because I had just been in a, in a fairly decent food court. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I think mine's well-rounded. I, I would have... Maybe thrown another one or two in there, but uh, I think like you know the Chinese is always solid. That's the one thing I didn't do. So I would have, I would have had a Chinese food place, mm-hmm. but I but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's solid. You know. Okay, let's discuss the rules. I, I love this idea that we each get one non food court wild card. I think we have to say a couple things about this. Here's just, and you guys tell me if any of this feels off target to you. Similar, if someone else picks yours, um, you don't get to pick it. I think because of the nature of this being New Jersey is the world, it has to be Jersey-based or Jersey-associated somehow. It has to have roots in Jersey or be a Jersey-related thing. I would go so far as to say, like, this shouldn't be a national brand. It should be something that has some connection to the state a little bit more. If you guys are cool with that. Uh, The fantasy one? Yeah, right? Because then we could all just go like, okay, I'll also, I'm just going to add a Chipotle right now. And it's like, mm, if we're doing a fantasy one, I think we got to tie it back into Jersey in, in a pretty heavy way. If you guys are with that. Um, and yeah, I think that's, those were the, the only thoughts I had, if those things are cool with you. Heavy Jersey influence or historical attachment somehow. And uh, What if it was <clears throat> a chain... That was prominent in New Jersey. I think that's... Like, they had a lot of them here. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like, you couldn't say Fat Burger. Fat Burger right. wouldn't pass the Right, you can't go in and out test. But, like, right. if there was a food equivalent of Caldor, which is, like, <laughs> we all know Caldor was in, like, Westchester County and... and all, What's it, the food equivalent of Caldor? I really... But you know what I mean? Yes, I want to know, though. Crazy, like... What's the food equivalent of a Crazy Eddie's? You know what I mean? Like Cracker Barrel is the food equivalent of Caldor. <laughs> Windmill's like a, a Caldor of... Are you picking Windmill as your official choice, Nick? Uh, yeah, why not? Even though they're kind of like a dying breed, but they're Jersey. You're saying, wait, the Windmill on Route 35, the hot dog place? Yeah, there's a couple of them down here. They're like a, they're like a, they're like a local chain. Okay, so you're adding Wind... And you can buy their hot dogs in the supermarket. You're adding Windmill hot dogs. Yeah, do a Google on that. I, don't know. I, I know the one in Long Branch, I believe it is. Okay. We're just going out of order here. 
Oh, I also think this probably, is it safe to say, and Nick, you, I think you have avoided, let's not do anything that Don has specifically covered already. Just keep that out of the base, right? Just to spread it out a little bit. Sure. Is that cool? So Mike D, do you have your choice? I think I have mine. I think I have mine too. I'm going to go with the ground round. Wow. Ooh, good one. That'd be tough enough. Wow. Come and have your, come to our food court. You can have free popcorn. You can eat your meal. You can eat your meal under rusty farm machinery. <laughs> we'll have a clown. We'll show you old little, little <laughs> rascals films from the 1920s. Oh, the It'll be fantastic. You'll have the time of your life. There'll be one day a month where you pay your weight. So when you're a child, you only have to pay like 88 cents and your parents, <laughs> There's a line of down the hill people out the door. It's just my entire neighborhood caravans up there all at once to get the cheap meal. Take your, you hear all these dads going, take your fucking shoes off. Empty out your pockets. Okay, this leaves me. Gents, I'm actually going to, I'm never cocky. And you guys know this. If anything, I'm probably self-defeating. No, you can be definitely. I can be cocky? You know you not cocky. I think it's like this. You just know you're going to fucking nail it. I think us. right now I'm in that mindset. I think. Okay, good. I was scrambling. My brain was reeling this whole time and scrambling. I think I picked the thing where it's just going to be, okay, hands down, first place. You win. These other two guys, you guys are now officially fucking a couple <laughs> of jabronis in a battle for second. They were displaced from the corner of Hamilton Street and Easton Avenue. I'm going to roll a genuine New Brunswick grease truck into my food court. Wow. Oh. Which one? Mr. C's. Damn. Oh, it's going to be a special, motherfucker. Now I know Mr. C's. You're going to say Mr. C's actual grease truck. That's an inspired choice. Absolutely, man. Damn. Damn. I wouldn't want to stick me for my fat sandwich. So let's everybody give just a final uh, rundown. We're each going to list our seven restaurants and give a final appeal to the voters out there. Remember, there will be a poll over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. You can vote on your favorite food court. You're ranking just your favorite. You'll only be given the option to uh, vote once. So choose wisely. Three very different food courts here. Whoever gets the least amount of votes will have to go on stage February 2nd at House of Independence in Asbury Park <laughs> and uh, read something that the other two write. Uh. All about their love of Livingston, New Jersey. Um, I'm happy to start and say I feel really great about my choices. Cinnabon, Auntie Anne's, Panda Express, Popeye's, Arby's, Nathan's, Mr. C's. I feel like if you want nostalgia, you're not going to beat Mr. C's right there. The grease trucks will live on via my food court. Nathan's, Arby's, Popeye's, and Panda Express. You have four meal options here. I, I think there's something for everybody. Auntie Anne's is a fantastic snack item. I love, get it with the cream cheese dip or the jalapeno cheese dip. You're never going to go wrong. I say pull apart the big pretzel. Don't get the little pretzel nuggets. But if you're taking public transportation, sometimes it's just a little more wieldy to, uh, you know, if you're get, you go hit up the Penn Station one. Uh, and then, of course, you might say, Chris, this is all savory. Well, I'm balancing it out with one of the ultimate dessert items, Cinnabon. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm rarely confident about things in life. I think this is airtight. I think this is foolproof. Uh, if you, if you, I'm not saying I need to be your first place, but I'm going to say, I, if something goes wrong here and I get in the last place, the voting machine is rigged. Mike D will have invariably hacked into it somehow with his skills and abilities. Because what I just laid out to you, my friends, 
is a bona fide food court that I think is going to push a million nostalgia buttons, nutrition That's buttons. You're going to leave full, feeling full in the belly and happy in the heart. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Next speaker. If you want to experience the tastes, the smells, the feelings of your New Jersey childhood, come to my food court. If you want to remember your first kiss, the first time you held hands, the first time you were allowed to walk across the street by yourself, the first time you could buy something from a store yourself, come to my food court. The first time you tasted an orange Julius, the first time you had a frosty cold mug of A&W root beer, the first time that you felt the future could be something you were a part of when you got handed that cup of frozen dipping Dots with frost coming off them, <laughs> the first time that you went up to the counter and could get anything you wanted on your sandwich, hold the mayo, give me extra olive oil. That's when you went to Blimpies. And then when you were a little older and you felt the world open up and that possibilities were limitless and you went to TCBY and there were more toppings than you could possibly understand, that you could feel that life was just going to get amazing and it was bigger and bigger and your best days were in front of you. That's when you went to TCBY. And when you went to your first dates, you know, and you didn't have a lot of money, but you could pull together three or four dollars and after you went to a show at City Gardens, you all went to Taco Bell and you crowded around the booth together and you got your bean burritos with no sour cream and no sa- and no cheese because they were vegan. <laughs> That's at Taco Bell. And we can go even further back. Do you want to relive your fourth birthday party where all your friends from preschool were there and they were giving you Playmobil toys and the clown came <laughs> out and you sat under an old rusty plow while they made a big fuss on your Carvel ice cream cake? That's ground round if you want to feel what it's like to relive your childhood in new jersey come to my food court god damn mike d the d stands for don draper <laughs> should have been the closer mike d it's my job i'm a professional i guess all right nick i have follow follow that buddy uh, come to my uh, lame food court in the livingston mall and uh, hopefully you won't get impintego or a uh, trench mouth uh if you're a stoned teenager with no money, you might be able to afford one cookie at Mrs. Fields. If you're lucky and you're good and you don't terrorize your parents at the mall, you might even get a pretzel from Hot Sam's. Uh, let's see. If you're really fucking hungry, you don't want to do it, but you fucking do it anyway. Or if you have a kid that doesn't eat anything else but pizza, you can go to Sabaros. Ah, Chick-fil-A. It crosses the realm. People who hate Chick-fil-A will go there because the chicken's delicious. Uh, five, it's Acropolis. It's Greek. What's not like? What's not to like about that? Number six, Haagen-Dazs. A little bit classier. Uh, better ingredients. Everybody likes fucking ice cream. Ask Tom Carvel, and he lets you know. Haagen-Dazs ain't Carvel. All right, that's my list. I'm sticking to it. And the windmill for the fucking... You know, the Jersey local, which it's the windmill. Come on. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. February 2nd at the House of Independence in Asbury Park. <laughs> and patrons, our fate is now in your hands. One of us is going to have to eat a lot of pride. Talk a lot about our love of Livingston. <laughs> vote well, vote wisely. Good night to y'all. Peace. Blimpies forever. Peace.